Blog Talk Radio. intuitive for the hour or forever we'll see what happens but joining me on this episode is a really awesome guy the reason why i love bringing someone on the show is one reason is to give you a different point of view of someone's experiences how how do they go through life and and one of those guys actually found me first and his name is keys dan joining me on this episode how's it going keys dan here i am so happy to be here joseph locastro on your program I'm this happy time to have you too. i'm stoked we had a uh, we had a crazy awesome conversation on your podcast, which we're gonna get into later on in the show. But you actually found me. At, how did you find me on Instagram? Instagram, baby. Yeah, I saw a, a millennial Hashtag. third eye, and I went, "What is that all about?" <laughs> I love that. And um, so, a little bit about yourself before we start. You you so you DJ. You do the podcast. What else do you do? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, between radio, DJ, you know, and then I have the, the unnamed Joe job to keep me going. I call that the insurance job. Uh, you know, it, it shall not be named. <laughs> but it does keep me going out and about in this time that we're living in, in this particular time capsule. Uh, you know, and I, I do have to, to travel in that job. So, uh, you know, but uh, doing the podcasting, hey, that's something that you could do from home. And I, I think we were talking just a little bit before the the show started that uh, people are doing podcasts, man. People are finding interesting ways to keep themselves busy as we're being quarantined at this particular time in uh, history, <laughs> as we record this in April of 2020. So, uh, you know, people yeah. listening in the yeah, future, uh, you know, because this will, I'm guessing this will be out as a podcast of some kind, right? Yeah, so it's live recorded, and then it goes on iTunes or Blog Talk Radio. And it's interesting. I actually just thought about it now, too. This kind of um, – I revisited a memory because within the past year, uh, what we call the awakening or your soul awakening, you kind of start to find your own self. And I started to step away from cooking, and I went into podcasting. And so recently, I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't want to do the same thing over – and I said, wait, I forgot all about my podcast. And then I got excited, and I thought about you, because that was the last time around that time I still uh, was doing podcasting with you. Yeah. So that episode was awesome. 
But this episode I entitled, we don't have to go fully into it, but I wanted to like niche in a little bit of your life and see where it goes, intuition to happiness. And the reason why I bring that up, because people at home, I'm going to go into it later on, on connecting you to spirit, but we don't have to talk about you and spirit. Your intuition, how did that kind of go about to bringing you to your happiness and DJing and, and, and doing um, podcasting, pursuing your happiness? Did you ever get any kind of like little, little hints of maybe I should do this, maybe I try it, or fears or worries? Yeah, first of all, I, I, I'm completely open to whatever you got for me, man. Uh, you know, this is the millennial's third eye. I'd like you to, to take that third eye and look deep into my, my psyche, my, my soul, my uh, aura. I know you can't see it because we're, this is audio, but, uh, you know, can you see an audio, uh, an audio aura? Can you feel somebody through the phone? Yeah, so when someone calls in later on, I'm going to pick up a couple people for readings, but their energy from their voice um, tells a lot, and I don't know how to really explain it other than I let it kind of just, I listen to their voice, and my body will react through spirit, kind of telling me what's going on with them, and I, there's still times where I don't know how that happens, but <laughs> that's what happens, and a person's energy alone, it, but thank you for letting me do that, so, well, what about you, so your intuition, how did that, do you notice or remember anything in particular from your experience that kind of guided you into what you're doing today? I grew up in South Florida, in the Florida Keys, and, and I'm half Cuban. And my, I remember my grandma in particular. She's a, you know, practiced a little bit of Santeria, and maybe my aunt as well. So, you know, I've been to seances. I, I, I'm not sure how much I believe, but I'm open to it. This is a big giant universe. You, you don't, you can't absolutely say that nothing is going on out there. You know, I'm completely open to any experiences. So when I did that seance, and I remember I was a young young boy, maybe not even ten years old, and and you know my whole my whole immediate family up to the grandma and maybe an aunt or two uh, was sitting around a table. There were some candles burning, and I remember I don't know whether it was because they were talking about it, but looking into the fire and seeing you know Native Americans, Indians, uh, kind of going around, you know that, and that's my experience in a seance. But was that a suggestion to a small boy? Some people might say that. And then some people might say, well, you actually saw something. You know, I just don't, I, I'm open to it. I don't know, you know, looking back 40 years now, you know, I'm 51 years old. Did it happen? Is it something that I'm just projecting backwards into my memory? You tell me, well, Joseph Castro. <laughs> So we talked about this on your podcast, but for those listening, I am a Santero for about 11 years now, um, initiated Obatala. But so what you're talking about, though, is another part of the religious aspect, what they call uh, espiritismo, and that's uh, or or misa. And then the misas, what some people might not understand is it's more of a white light, positive energy that you're calling upon your spiritual guides, and the people at the table are leading the uh, the, the misa, the, the table. Um, so what will happen is those who are running the, the table will talk about what their spirit guides are saying, or sometimes even bring their spirit guides through them. And this is a positive possession. It's not a negative. So for me growing up around it, I was brought into it only because I wanted to, honestly, it was never, and I don't want anyone to think that it wasn't forced, but for me, I, I really loved the spiritual aspects my whole life. So the more I learned to trust my intuition, which was not easy 
for me because as a younger kid, I did not know how that worked. And really, there's, there's certain fundamentals there. So, yeah, there's Indians. There's certain people that have different spirit guides. But what I like to teach everyone is really about don't worry so much how, who's there in the system. Just feel the energy and then allow it to kind of come through you. We're going to go through steps later on. But do you remember any messages or was that the last time when you were younger? Yeah, I, I believe that was it. You know, and then, you know, as people, uh, well, whenever somebody moved into a new place, uh, either my aunt or my grandma would come through the house and smoke cigars and light candles, uh, trying to ward off evil spirits or maybe bring in good spirits. I remember that that, be, that being a ritual. And then as people died over the years, the last one I can remember is my grandpa back in, in the mid-90s. Uh, when he died, he passed away. I was sitting in his kitchen, uh, and, and I knew he was in the hospital, and I was in his kitchen. And I feel like I knew the moment that his spirit left that body. I don't know. Did it happen? Was it something that I was just thinking? At this point, I was a little older. I was in my 20s already. Did it happen? I feel like it might have. I'm not going to be uh, completely against the thought. It, it's, it, it thinks, I mean, there, there are energies in this world. And, I'm a, man, maybe you could explain a little further. How, man, how do these energies affect people? Or, or, or do these things really happen? Can you see spirit? I think that's a great, that's a great topic to even go into. So this similarly happened to me. It doesn't happen to everyone, but there was only twice for my family that I remember knowing my grandfather was going to pass, but he was, he was healthy. He was fine. I tried to go fishing with him and then he actually got, uh, he passed away. But if you think about it on a metaphysical plane, energy is everything. So even with the intent of cleaning a house spiritually from the energy, sure. Um, Everything is energy. So when you or anyone, even myself, we start to doubt how it works or what is it, we're actually putting the brakes on it like a car. We're trying to hit the gas pedal, but then we don't know how it works. We're questioning it, so we we start hitting the brakes. And intuition can really come down to simplicity on, hey, make this turn right here and take a left instead of a right. And instead of questioning it, you make that left. You don't know what, what could have happened, but it might have saved you from a lot of things. We don't know. But the intuition part is many levels. It doesn't have to be, I tell people, like a, a spirit doesn't have a microphone. They're not going to pick up and plug into you and go, hey, it's spirit. The other terms I like to really share with everyone is it's similar to your consciousness. If you're open to receiving, you'll pick up on more of the energy and the feeling. It doesn't come in like an open microphone. So we kind of get this every day. And if we're only open to receiving it, which everyone can be, then we can actually pick up more. But when we're questioning what's going on, how does it happen, we're, we're constantly putting the brakes on it. Yeah, Joe Lucrasco, it's, uh, you know, it's based in science. That, you know, any, any good scientist will tell you that matter can't be uh, destroyed or made. It's, it just gets moved around. Energy, it doesn't get destroyed you know, or made. It just moves around throughout the universe. Here's a great, actually a great um, idea to look at it for you as a DJ. When you go out and you're doing your, your, your party or your DJing, you can feel the energy of the room, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you can you know, I, I, feel read the, the room, feel the crowd. Absolutely. You know, and, and if I'm working with a crowd that they're just sitting there, hey, I know that the energy's low. I, I know that 
the vibe has to be low. Maybe I'll I'll bring the music down. I'll turn it down a little bit. I'll play some more laid back songs. If all they're gonna do is, you know, this is the kind of party that they just want to sit, have a couple of drinks, do some chatting, you know, and they really don't want to dance. So I'll bring that energy down musically with those vibrations. But if they want high energy, bam, I'll bring it up. Put the dance music on. Make sure that people can shake it and feel it with those vibrations that make you move, that make you feel. So, yeah, that's a good, that's an interesting way of looking at it, using my job. I appreciate that. That's No, I love that, too. Thank you for letting me do that because it's always about perspective, too. I think a lot of people misconstrued it on um, spirit coming to us a certain way. But we're actually kind of, we're all kind of connected into one, your spirit guides and you. So you're reading the room. And a lot of people, I used to do this too. I still do it, not going to lie. But we read people when we're going out to having a drink or you look around the room. We're actually reading those people by looking at their energy. And we don't understand that sometimes. And this is also reading the room. And I find it interesting because sometimes what will happen is they'll come across someone who's saying, you know, hey, or even for me, they'll give them a reading. And I'll talk about the relationship and they know that what's good for them is what they should do, but they don't do it. And that's also intuition, but they're just not, they're not following it. Well, Joe LaCastro, one of the first things that I wanted to study, my course of, of interest when I got out of high school is, you know, I went to college in Broward County and I, I wanted to study psychology. I wanted to know more about people and people might call it body language, but what you're describing could be, construed as body language. When you see someone, they have their hands folded, their legs are crossed towards you or away from you, the way they stand, the way they're looking at you. Do they look you in the eye or, or in your face, in the mouth, or do they look away while they're speaking to you? Can you tell if they're lying by their body language? But, you know, if somebody is a little more intuitive, such as yourself, you know, it, you might be able to read the energy without even necessarily having to look at them. Here you are talking on the phone, with yours truly, and, and you're able to read a few things from the tone of my voice. Am I interested in this conversation? Yeah, I think I am, you know, and I'm, I, I want to <laughs> know more about, about the things that you're studying, the, the intuition to happiness, and, you know, the title of this podcast, this show going right now with Joe LoCastro. Tell me more, man. Well, I got to know. When I, when I actually don't think you're, you're like pumped, you're, <laughs> you're my hype man right now. <laughs> So that's actually one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on the show is because when I thought about you, you reminded me of myself because of your, you have that empathic ability and you have that ability to lift other people's energy. And when I started to think about doing this podcast again, especially during this time, um, I'm actually kind of, how do I say this? I'm grateful for what I've been through so far because during this time, I probably wouldn't have been as calm as I have been. And when I thought about you, I wanted to talk more about, what did you decide to do when everything kind of got heavy? Because that's about intuition and not letting it get to you. I mean, would I consider myself a clown laughing on the outside, crying on the inside? You know, people might say that, but I try to generally be happy. And I do come across people that are, that are in fear, that are, are standing away. Social distancing must be the Oxford of the year. It's going to happen. You, you know, people – you know, with the gloves and, ooh, don't touch me. But I just got to keep a smile on and a happy disposition. And I really don't try – I try not to let things get to me. And hopefully that vibe goes to other people. You know, some people 
don't like their jobs, you know, and don't like the fact that they have to go to work at this particular time. But I enjoy the fact that I get to be outside in the fresh air and still interact with people. You know, I am vigilant. I, I am keeping my distance, especially if I know that person is feeling, mm, well, maybe this bug, this little tiny bug could be the end of us all. But I, I, just, I just don't see it. Uh, you know, I'm hoping that we're overreacting. I'm hoping that, uh, you know, the, the, the strong shall survive. Yes, be vigilant. You know, your older folks, your, your children, the people that may not have a, a good immune system, they care. You know, be vigilant, be watchful. But, um, you know, for the rest of us, we need to help those people. You know, have a positive vibe. That's a really, really great answer. Um, so I actually talked about this earlier today about raising the vibration of happiness because there's a lot of people going through what I call triggers and especially with the energy that's around the heaviness, the emotion it's, it's, I've been picking it up. And what I shared with everyone was the importance of letting go of fears, worries, and doubts and facing your insecurities. Because like you mentioned before, body gesture, we don't, we don't sometimes are, we're not conscious obviously of all of our movements and how we react and this is where the ego is. So especially with intuition, if anyone can really focus and just ground yourself and start to pick up what you're feeling, because even though, like you said, a great answer, being happy is a really good thing, not letting it get to you. But when you feel this trigger, it's, it's something that's something we have to face and start to confront our, on our own self. That way we can actually make peace with it instead of letting it attack us constantly. And I'm, I'm coming into this vibe where, and I can understand too, people not working, they're in fear of bills, they're in fear of keeping their job. So this is all energy. And if we're giving it energy, we're actually feeding it more. We're actually creating an, an energy that's more opportunistic. But why would we feed the negative energy and not the positive? And that's why we say stay happy, stay positive, switch into something, do something other than thinking negative. So have you been doing that, Keith Dan? Oh, man, you know, I, I keep a positive tip. You know, I, I know some people are fearful of the, of the government, the, the administration, and what's going on there. Uh, you know, they're trying to come up with solutions to the problem. The head, the commander of chief, he, he's coming up with, you know, the po- positivity, trying to make a spin. You know, he, he, he might be grasping at straws, you know, to where he'll say, hey, you know what, by Easter, everybody get to church and, and go gather and go have a good time. And then, you know, days later, maybe hours later, he had to revise. All right, maybe not Easter, and let's go with 30 days. Let's try the end of April, maybe by May. And then another day goes by. All right, science prevails. Uh, you know, people that, that advise him in, in his ear say, no, maybe you should think about it and make it two months or three months. Or, you know, is it going to end? Is it going to compound? And then I, I think of the economy as well, you know, and, and I know maybe you don't want to steer in this direction, but, you know, the, the, the fact that people aren't working is going, could that be more of a detriment than the actual virus itself? You know, people are going to uh, succumb to lack of food and, oh, and, and lack of funds uh, because they don't have uh, the, the ability to, to go to work. So is that going to kill more people than the virus? Uh, you know, it sounds morbid, 
but it could be true. I, I, there's so much you know, information coming at me. That's a really good. How about you, Joe? Um, that's a good point. So, what? And I'm not telling everyone, you know, take what you want from this and absorb it or not. But my spiritual guides throughout throughout this time, even for myself, I'm not going to lie. There was like, you know, what's going on with this? And what they were showing me was this period of time is actually going to help a lot of certain situations. It's going to raise better better morale, economy. It's going to help certain things. That's why we're taking a break almost from certain aspects of life to let it kind of come back. There needs to be that duality, and that's why this is also what you're talking about now, which I'm going to get into. So the panic, the fear alone will create a door for people that will influence them on getting sick. This is why people have low immune systems. They're not, they're not happy. They're not. And the truth is when we don't share something or we don't talk about something that bothers us, let alone this virus, we actually kind of run away from it. We're actually causing ourselves toxicity in our body because we're actually holding on to it still subliminally and we don't release it. So when we have fears that are triggered and we panic, we're actually creating our own reality. And when we panic, we're thinking about what else could happen. And the more we get into a negative mind, oh, some speed racers. <laughs> the more we get into a negative mind, we're closer to that negative reality we're creating and it comes in faster. We can do that positive ways too. We can think about positive realities. This will get better and we have to feel positive to get that matching. But a lot of people, yeah. It's um it's going to affect them if they don't release the fear. But don't feed it. Don't feed into worries, doubts, and fears. And I know that's easy for me to say on the podcast, but letting go of the material world is a big factor through enlightenment too, through intuition, trusting your intuition. If you don't trust yourself, how are you going to trust someone else? <laughs> you know? Yeah, Joe Castro, you're talking about the positives that are coming out of this ne- possibly negative situation. The, 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 the factories that have closed in, in China and other parts of the world have, have reduced emissions. So, yay, coronavirus. You are helping the planet with less emissions. And then, you know, we, there are scientists that are bringing up the point we spend more on defense than we do on health care, which is why we don't have the, the supplies that we need, the masks, the, the gloves that the the hospitals and the doctors need, you know, and, and we're taking, well, we take a lot of our American companies and take them overseas because the cost is more, is beneficial at the time. But then now the, the companies are overseas and they're being taken over by the, by the actual countries that they're in. There was a, a company in France, you know, one American company in France that was making those famous M95, now famous M95 masks, that surgeons wear, and the the government of France says, oh, no, no, those are our masks now. Zoom just weed, the new is our mask. You know, <laughs> so, so, you know, preparation is, is probably what's going to come out of this. Are we going to be better prepared for the, the next situation, I think. I think you're right about that. Something good will come out of this, Joe. If there's anything... I don't, I don't personally like to get into the political part. And I know it's, it's not your fault. We kind of went into that a little bit. But, no, um, but one of the most to. important things that to. we can do, <laughs> you have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, I, you, I you have to consider it because they're in charge of everything. You know, it, it, you know, it sounds like I'm ranting a little bit, but that is part of, of well, 
you're talking about energies, you've got to make sure that their, their energy, their chi, their uh, psyche is in proper order because they're leading the rest of the country down this, down this path. And, you know, we hope that our leaders that's exactly, that are, are getting good guidance. That's exactly, that's exactly why I was going to get into the next point. So I'm actually glad you said that because, yeah, we can focus on it, but the best – and this is my opinion. I'm sharing this with everyone – as a collective, as you think about this, my energy, your energy, the world's energy, your neighbor's energy, the more we can focus on happiness, and it sounds cheesy to some people, but this is true, the more you focus on your own happiness, you let go of the fears, you let go of what's bugging you, you let go of what's been bringing you down, as a collective, the more you raise your vibration and happiness, the more it affects the area, the surrounding, the the states. The, so that's why you hear a lot of people over time in music talking about being, you know, spread the love, be love, be happy, peace, happiness. Um, so that's why when, when people are negative, the laws of vibration are what you attract, and you'll come into contact with people at a new job who are similar to your vibration. And if your vibration is not at a higher state, you're going to come into vibrations of negative states. So we want to stay happy and positive, and that's what will affect the bigger picture in politics too. If you feed into yeah, the news and um, – yeah, there, there is. That's all you can do, Joe, Joe the Castro. It, it, yeah, it's just be happy of, of yourself. But, you know, then you come you come to someone that may have a negative attitude, keep a smile on your face, put out those positive, positive vibes, but you may not turn everybody. You, you got to hope that, well, I don't know what percentage, 85%, 90% people. I mean, I'm hoping that there are more happy people in the world than unhappy. Yeah. I'm hoping that the pursuit of happiness is being is being successful in this time, in any time, really. You know, I hope people are generally happy. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe that's my positive uh, attitude. You know, are there more grumpy people than there are happy people in the world? What's been your experience, you know, Joe? Well, let me see here, because I was going to go into something real quick, and I forgot. I was well, go ahead, man. You're saying. steering this oh. ship. I, I might have sunk the Titanic. Maybe I hit an iceberg. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. I like this. This is real. We're real in real time. Um, no, before I forget, I wanted to bring up, how, and I'm sure you've witnessed this before, where there's the psychological part. And I just loved I didn't realize I was learning so much psychology, and I just kind of followed it. And I noticed patterns, even for myself. And what I didn't realize is that when someone's influenced by something, it triggers their mind and they're upset and they're sad. And let's say they have a family or their relationship to go home to their, their significant other. What will happen sometimes is they'll start to point out the flaws around them and make up other negative scenarios instead of addressing what's actually triggering their, their sadness to begin with. And this is where a lot of people will also start to blame the news and the media and what's around them and their family and their mortgage, all this stuff. So when you don't feel worthy or you don't feel good enough or you don't feel your own, your own love, we've got to love ourselves. So if you're not giving that to yourself, even, my, even me, we will get triggered to feel these low vibrations and, well, that's wrong and my car sucks and we snowball. So this will actually uh, interfere with some people where they'll point out everything else except for themselves. And I had to go through this myself. I still have to remind myself, hey, what's going on here? Be real with us, you know? Be real with you. And I come into more contact with happy people when I'm actually happy. Uh, this past year, 
when I started to break away from my fears and stop worrying what people thought about me, I lost some friends. I, I lost some friends, not because I didn't want to or wanted to, it was because my vibration shifted. And when you're shifting into happier choices, you're not doing it because you want to please someone or you're not doing it for the wrong reasons. You're doing it because you are happy doing it, your decisions. You start to attract the same vibrations of other people that are like-minded. So you'll notice shifting of people and individuals. And not only that, Dan, well, Keys Dan, Keys Dan is the name. <laughs> not only that, Keys Dan, but this is why sometimes people need to remove old energies in their home as within, so without. So it helps you internally remove um, energies that no longer need to be there, giving it space to bring in positive ones. So let go of the old and in with the new. Joe, you're a, a, a person that's very open, uh, an empath, a, a person who really cares about people. You know, so, yes, the, the weight of the world is going to weigh even harder on you. If it's bad out there, it's going to be bad inside of you. You know, you, you have that chance that it could happen. But, you know, whenever, I'm, I, whenever I have a lot of negative, negativity that weighs down on me outside my house, you know, I, you know when I'm at work and, and people are just weighing me down and, and they're just expecting so much of me and I just don't know if I'm going to be able to make, you know, that deadline. I'm not going to be able to make that, that thing work the way the boss wants. As soon as I get to my front door, I got to take a deep breath because I do not want to take it into that family bubble. And that's what we call it. And I'm sure other people call it when they, when they go into their house and they see their wife and they see their kids and they see their significant other, they see their family, the people that make them feel the best, even their roommates. You know, you got to don't take it out on them. Leave it all outside. Get into that bubble and just, ah, all right. That whatever happened out there, that that was that was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. But in here, sanctuary. You know, you got to have a place that you could feel good, for lack of a better word. I mean, is that Absolutely. something that you do, Joe? Or yeah, I love that you said that. I really do because everyone has their own mental or physical spiritual practices, and that's a really good one that you're doing. Um, so. For me, there's two different things, and I do do similar uh, activities where first I start off with, is it my emotion? I try to find out where it's coming from because right away sometimes I'm thinking, and we're human. Is someone doing something? What's happening? Did I? Is, then I find out it's me. Most of the time it's just me. <laughs> but when it comes to going out, coming back home with energies, because you go to the grocery store, you might come into contact with someone who has low, low vibration and it's not good because we pick up energy. We're transfers of many different things. When you do an activity, it's your energy. When you put something together, cooking or spiritual, spiritual bath, I call them. I make some spiritual baths too. That's your energy. So there's two things. There's either I used to put a glass of water by the door or a plastic cup or a jar because it will cool your energy down, kind of evaporate or collect any negativity. And you dump it out every couple of days. But the thing about that is too is for anyone listening, if you want to do something similar, anything that makes you feel – cleansing if you want to put flowers by the door because you feel the intention is about cleaning your energy and bringing beauty at home then do it because what's happening is the intentional energy and the system that you're producing is for that purpose so that's what it's going to be you can literally take a rock outside crystal rock whatever you want hold it in your hand put the love and energy into it that it's meant to clean your home and protect you from when you walk in the door and just give it good energy every couple of days if that works for you 
that's what's going to happen for your home and protect you from any bubbles. Man, I'm glad that you said that you, you know, putting some water or, or plants or something like that, but, but you have to cleanse it every once in a while. You have to, to dump that water because if, if, in truth, energy is going into that water, yeah, it's going to get dirty. <laughs> so uh, you're saying mm-hmm. you, that you have to clean it out it, 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 from time to time. Is that proper? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what's funny is it's not well. It's not funny. It's, a, it's not a coincidence either. But the misa you're talking about, when there's a spiritual mass, there is a selective amount of water at the table with candles because it's a representation of things, but also to collect any negativity. And there's a cleansing that happens in the beginning, that you put your arms around your head and you throw it into the water, kind of, not like literally, but pointing it at the glass. So that's also cleaning yourself and. Yeah, the water holds it. That's exactly why you want to dump it outside or flush it in the toilet and rejuvenate it. And, you know, I'm from the Florida Keys, and I remember going to the ocean was my was my meditation. You know, definitely looking at the ocean, looking at, you know, maybe for a whole other reason, just the, the, the breeze and the, and the gentle roll of the tides. I don't have that here in central Arkansas where I'm located. I'm getting, so you moved over to California, is that right? Yeah, last time last time we talked, I was at home in New York, in uh, near Poughkeepsie, yeah, and, you, and now and where are you now, at now I'm in California. What part? Uh, near San Bernardino and Rialto at the moment. I'm actually staying at my friend's family's house. Why? Because it's not about what you have; it's about being grateful for what opportunities are available. And I took the opportunity, so I've been here and having a good time, especially with everything going on. So it's a chain of scenery. It's much warmer here. I called my family not too long ago, and they were like, oh, it snowed here. I went, oh, okay, sorry <laughs> to hear that. <laughs> well, it's good to get a change of pace, Joe. And, you know, it, you say you, you went to California, and I live simply. And, you know, I, I definitely I, I don't buy things that are extravagant. So, yeah, you can live well and live simply. It, those are not uh, inter-exclusive or anything. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm glad you, you've got a change of pace, a, a change of scenery. You know, my life from the Florida Keys to Central Arkansas turned from blue to green. It's a whole nother, a whole nother scene. And from time to time, you've got to change. You know, a lot of people think that change is, is bad. I think maybe change is good. Let me tell you, I didn't think so when I first got here. You know, that you're used to one thing for 40 years, and then you get, a, you get slammed into a whole nother thing. And it's a, so, yeah, that could be an effect on your psyche. But, uh, you know, I've come to grips with it. I restarted my business here, and I'm glad that the DJ business is still going. Every once in a while I think, well, am I too old for this? And then I do a kid's party, and they seem to have a good time. Well, okay, I'm still in touch with the kids. Yeah, we're good. Let's keep going. <laughs> so, Joe, <laughs> when you got to, to California, I mean, what, what took you to San Bernardino from New York, man? New York, that's the, the city that – that never sleeps, you know, my kind of town. And then here you are in California, man. What changed in your psyche going from the big city to, well, the spread out city? Well, so uh, we're talking about intuition and happiness. And one of the key things that uh, I really kept pursuing was my happiness. And New York's energy is, is awesome, but I just, I'm not, I don't like staying in one place for too long, but also I love traveling. Mm-hmm. But I kept getting this pushback from worries, doubts, and fears. We were always consistently wondering, like, 
well, if I want to do this, how's it going to happen? And I kept pursuing this passion. Like I, I had the intuition to get come to California. And one of the main reasons was because I, I feel there's a lot of opportunities here, even though this is happening right at the moment, but I just felt this push to come. And the more I said, you know what, I'm going to make it happen. And there was times where I was like, I don't know how this is going to happen, but the universe was basically telling me, here's the truth. Here's what happened. Me and my family got into this argument, which doesn't happen ever. We, I was kind of shocked myself. And instead of getting upset, I went to my aunt's house and I, I decided to take a break and go, you know what, what is the universe trying to show me? Not what is my family trying to, what is the universe trying to show me? Because there's obstacles that come through people and we don't realize the universe is providing us a lesson. And I saw the reasons behind it where it wasn't to cause commotion. We actually, our loving family came back stronger than before, but I realized that it was time for me to go to a new adventure because I wanted it. And if I'm going to talk about it, I got to be about it. So the awesome part about this, Dan, is that I drove from the East coast to the West coast. And I had great people that follow me on my page that chipped in. I had a flat tire that helped me through along the way, uh, raised money for my trip too. So we wonder sometimes how we're going to do it, but, then we just have to see like there's opportunities that can help us push that, that boat across the ocean. So now I'm here chasing dreams. That's what I'm doing, Dan, chasing dreams. Hey man, you can't choose your family. And sometimes family fight, you know, but this is uh, giving you the opportunity to start a new chapter in your life, living the gypsy life, man, getting cross country. I mean, <laughs> a car that had a flat tire, <laughs> man, that's an adventure that you can remember for, for years to come. That's 3,000 miles, baby. You went all the way across this country. That's fantastic, man. I've what's, driven across What's the awesome before. is um, I, I was going through my energies, like I told you before, you, you create space for new people to come in. I've I met some awesome people along my way for the past couple of years, and my friends, they chipped in for AAA, and I never had AAA. They're like, here, here happy birthday. You're probably going to need this for your trip. And let me tell you something. I needed that more than, that, than I thought because I had two flat tires, actually, and then I needed I needed three toes, but I made it here, and I have great friends that I'm great I'm grateful for. Well, going across this great country of ours, from New York to to uh, California, I mean, was there different energies going through even the states? I mean, did you feel certain oh, things, man. and, and when you met up with different people? There's even the smell. Like, if you're wondering what Virginia, I'm not just saying, I don't know, I didn't go to Virginia, but, like, if you're wondering what state, what it smells like, that's what it smells like. But it's weird. It's like <laughs> every, every state had a different energy. It had a different, very diverse, the people. The people change, the culture changes. But I love that, especially with cooking and diversity. I love that, diversity, culture, um, but even the scenery. Uh, I'll never forget New Mexico. Driving into New Mexico was probably one of the coolest experiences I ever had. The sunset was at the perfect time. The the logo was says "Welcome to New Mexico." Arizona was cool, but it's an awesome trip. I really recommend if you have like the time and energy to just experience something. I even stopped in Memphis, and my mom was like, "You need to go to Graceland and go see Elvis's place." And I was like, "Really? You better like, believe yeah. it. You better and, believe it." I did it, and I was I was really impressed. The energy alone at that guy's that guy's house was awesome. I was like, wow, he was a really. I didn't realize how awesome Elvis really was. Um, and it was a beautiful experience. Stopped at different museums, and I was by myself, 
And I'll never forget that feeling. And I really wish everyone has this opportunity to really love themselves enough to go places on your own. Because I, I, I just loved that time where I went, wow. My dad did it too. He went on a motorcycle to different states across country, which inspired me. And I just, it's a great feeling when you're by yourself to go to things that just, just find out more about yourself, really. I tell people in their 20s to take adventures. And I did that same trip myself, you know, back in the early 90s. But when I was following a singles group, DJing for different singles parties across the country, I ended up uh, going from South Florida up to up 75, out to 10, to the 8, you know, got, got down to San Diego. I went through the Painted Desert, you know, on the way there, and then went up the 5 and out the 15 and out the 40, you know, and I went all around the south part. I never got further north than the 40, which is kind of the, the same route that 66 used to take, so the famous Route 66. Get your kick on Route 66. <laughs> and I'm pretty pretty sure that that was probably the same route the other way that you took. Because, you know, I would have been coming the, the opposite way. But coming from New York to San Bernardino, you had to have been, have been on 40 at some point, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, I was on the southern oh states. I remember 40. Um, oh, I also stopped in. It's a beautiful trip. Saw the Jack Daniels tour. But I want to ask you something before I forget, and we're talking about happiness and especially with what you do, because I, I love, and it's really cool. The more you, more you and I and everyone realizes what you love doing. I love podcasting and talking. I love helping people and readings and sessions. But with you, when you're DJing the happiness, the moments, those, those really enjoyable moments with other people, even on your podcast, the happiness alone, what does that feel like to you when you when you feel it and you're providing that for other people? I get to be with people at their best times. You know, I, in fact, I might have done a naughty over the last two weeks, the last two Saturdays. Oh, man. You know, with the social distancing, I've done two weddings. I did a wedding last Saturday and the wedding the Saturday before. And, yes, we were very vigilant. We were very mindful. But, you know, the family was getting together, and maybe this is the – the last time we'll get to, you know, do this kind of thing for a little while until uh, this virus passes over. But I get to be with people when they're their happiest, anniversaries, birthdays, even corporate events. You know, the boss is giving you a, a thumbs up. Hey, you've done a good job. Here, let's have a little party, a little get-together. And I try to give them that. You know, and it's a privilege and an honor for me to have been doing this for all these years. 1986, I started you know, I did one wedding. That was my that was my foray into professional. You know, I was I was always the high school DJ. You know, bring your records over. Uh, we're gonna have a little party in my garage. Okay, I'll drag my my records and my record player over and I play for the people. But in 1986, I did a wedding. I got paid 50 bucks. I rented the equipment from Guitar Center for 75. So I lost money. But I had a great time, uh, and they, they had a great time. I was playing records for them, and, you know, just, just to see people and to get that energy from people dancing and, and just loving each other, and partially because, hey, I was there. I provided the music, those vibrations, that happy feeling. They're going to remember, oh, yeah, that was my song. Who, you know, I didn't play that. I, I didn't play the instruments on that song, but I played the record. <laughs> you know, for, of that song, 
and I made that couple dance their first dance, and they're going to remember that song because I played it for them, partially because of me. I got to be a part of that, and they'll remember that for years to come, maybe even a lifetime. Keys, Dan, that's a great – thank you for sharing that because everyone at home listening – we all we all have one or two or even more gifts than we realize, and that is a gift for you. That's a spiritual gift. It's being able to lift people's spirit and energy, know, knowing what maybe the next record is. And when you love doing it, that is a calling. And if you anyone at home listening, like if you want to do something, don't worry about what people think of you. If you want to paint, if you want to do music, DJing like he's Dan, you want to be a psychic intuitive, but put your energy into it. Don't not do it because of worries about what could happen or couldn't happen or who you'll lose in your life. Because the truth is you're going to be losing out on yourself. That is an awesome opportunity. I love that explanation, Keys, Dan. Thank you. No, I fully believe anybody who has any interest can turn it into some kind of a job. You know, you may, you may not realize, but you have to hustle. You know, it's not going to come easy. Some people, you know, think, oh, I want to be an actor. Oh, you know what? I'll just go to California. I'll get off the bus, and, you know, an agent's going to come over to me or a director's going to say, yeah, uh, you you are an actor now. No, you have to work for it. You know, I think when I, when I think about it, I go, well, I think anybody can do the job that I'm doing. You know, bring, bring some equipment over to a party and, and play music. Anybody can do that. I'm just pushing buttons. I'm not doing any work. And then people will tell me, you know, without you, this would have been a very stinky situation. You know, I'm so glad that we hired you as the DJ. And I hear that, and I almost don't believe it. But, you know, and and I get nervous before every event because I want it to be perfect. I want you to have as good a time as you think you should have. And, you know, that nervousness, does it make me better, you know, the feeling that, oh, I don't want this to go bad, especially a wedding. Oh, you only have one chance to get that first dance right, to get that music when the bride's walking down the aisle right. You only have one chance. Oh, my gosh, so much pressure, but it all goes well. Afterwards, it all went well, you know? It's interesting that that nervousness is something I think everyone who loves what they do, there's a nervous of doing good again doing it again but it's it's that give it's there for a reason that nervousness it's really something else i remember literally canceling not canceling but moving appointments over like an hour later because i was i was doing readings and i was like i don't even know where spirit how they do this because i was having moments of doubting myself and then i would just do it anyway and it would work out but um you know it's funny because i want to share this with you maybe i'm going to work it on we're going to do this together one day but i literally and i told my friends this this is not a joke. This is very serious. I told my friends I want to open a restaurant. It's going to be on the weekends. And it's going to be a wedding every weekend. And you're going to be a part of a wedding that's not real. And there's going to be people selected to be like the groom. Or maybe the, there's two couples there already, like they're married. But they're getting remarried. And there's going to be a party there. And then there's someone that's going to be a random, um, you know, maid of honor and all that stuff. So it's a good experience. Be like, we're going to be part of a fake wedding, have a great meal, dance, and we don't know anyone, but we're going to go have dinner. <laughs> now that's an idea for a themed restaurant. I know that restaurants can have many, many themes, and hey, maybe that'll open up, and 
it, it, it might go well uh, for for a time, uh, you know. But uh, and who I, knows? Like maybe a, maybe he's Dan to be the DJ and do some like cool stuff. California. <laughs> I, Going back just, to Cali, just like you're saying is. Creating good memories, and I, I love that. Just having a good time. You know, as they walk in the door, the uh, the host or the hostess will say, uh, "Oh yeah, you're the groom today. You're the best man." What? I am. What? I was just here for some fried right? chicken. <laughs> yeah, chicken, so beef, cooking, or still... salmon. Yeah, are you yeah, exactly like a caterer would say? <laughs> That's right. Are you kosher? I'm What's sorry. What's your yeah, vegan but... options? <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, are you still cooking? Um, right are, now, are you out there? What are you doing in Cali? So I got to Cali, and literally, uh, I want to say like a week, week or two in is when everything kind of started uh, shutting down over here. So Uh-oh. I'm at a comfortable space right now where I'm very grateful. I cook for the family here. We just, I just cook some salmon and shrimp and some vegetables. But other than that, right now. There isn't really any availability for restaurants because everything's shut down. But I really wasn't looking for going that direction when I got here. There is uh, something I'm working on with my friend. We're doing some shooting on the sense of filming. You're not shooting, filming. Same thing. Uh, (laughs) Cooking and doing spiritual readings. Fantastic. I mean, they didn't know when they when you came from New York, they were going to be hiring a live-in cook. You're all quarantined together, baby. Yeah, <laughs> they they've got they've got a experienced chef over here. I just do it out of love, and they they love it. They actually um I cook some some good shrimp with garlic and butter and a little bit of lemon in there and some oregano. And he, he was like, "You better eat this before I finish it because it's really good." And I was like, "All right, good. I'm glad you liked it." <laughs> oh, you're making my mouth water, man. That, <laughs> that's fantastic, Joe Lo Castro out there in Cali. Uh, look for the the. the uh, the, the new restaurant with the wedding theme, and do you already have a name yeah, for it? Yeah, the wedding theme. Or, or maybe, um, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't say it. Maybe you shouldn't say it. Somebody will take that, take that, take that idea. Oh, no, I'll manifest it. This is my, this is my idea. We're gonna manifest it. It's gonna be called um, Happily Ever After. That's what it's gonna be called. It's created. Oh, <laughs> you win. Happily Ever you After. You win because when you, you walk in. Yeah, because you said it. <laughs> The DJ, which is going to be you, Keys Dan, you're going to – I feel like this is the movie – what's that movie with the Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence? Where he's like, this is Ray's Boom oh. Boom Room. Ray's <laughs> Boom Boom Room. So this, you know, and back, boom, boom, back room. in that, this is those Joe's days, Happily Ever I, After. I thought of another – If you ever uh, wanted to get married about fun, Martin. you come on down. Well, you're talking about Martin Lawrence. I was always the, the high school DJ, you know, and, and I guess House Party was, was uh, after I got out of high school – but, you know, looking back on it, I go, hey, I was Belial, but hopefully without the dragon breath. <laughs> I don't know if you saw well, Kees, Dan, I might have, I might have derailed this whole thing. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I had a great time. But we're going to get into the next part of this uh, episode on intuition and happiness. But I wanted to thank you for joining me on this episode before we get into the final part. But where can everyone find you? Tell, tell them more about what you do and your podcast because it's awesome. I want them to follow you. <laughs> well, you can find the podcast definitely. What makes you famous? Use the hashtag What makes you famous? And I started another podcast. When I don't have guests, I do What makes you smarter? Use the hashtag What makes you smarter? Maybe you'll learn the ten things you need to know today, or maybe some other 
trivial facts, but I enjoy having conversations like the one I had with you just last year, man. It was a great time. Hashtag what makes you famous. And then keysdan.com, djlittlerock.com, or radiowhat.com. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Dan, well, I'm going to put you back on hold. You're welcome to listen. And I want to thank you again and stay in touch, all right? All right. I'll keep in touch. I'm putting my mic on mute and listening to the rest of the show. All right. Thank you. So I want to thank everyone for listening so far. I'm going to get into the final round, which is I'm going to pick a couple people to call in for a free quick reading. Uh, Make sure you call the number, which I still have to get used to because it did change. It's 516-418-5869. Remember to press the number one when you call in. And we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to play a song for you. It's going to be, it's not as good as Keys Dan's DJing, but it is a song.
back. My name is Joe Castro, and this is a Millennial Third Eye. So at this uh, final end of the episode, we're going to be getting phone calls from some people who are interested in getting a free reading from me. If you're interested, calling the area code 516-418-5869. If you already called and you're interested in getting a phone call picked up from me, make sure you press the number 1 when you call in. It lets me know that you're interested in me picking up your phone line. So we're getting into the uh, intuitive part. I'm going to pick on area code 805. Let's see here. 805, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Oh, great. Hi, this is Donna calling from California. Hi. Hi, Donna from California. What part of California, if you don't mind me asking? Um, Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara, very nice, very nice. So usually what I do is I'll pick up on your energy, but sometimes people like to ask a question. What would you like? Well, about my love life. I mean, I'd like to meet someone and you know, possibly get married at some point, and yeah, have a companion type friend, and yeah, husband. So, all right, as I'm picking up on your energy, there's been okay. So, what spirit's telling me is, and I just tell you how spirit tells me, and don't don't take it the wrong way. Okay. It's all from love. There's no, some right. past, there's some past memories, and we don't always understand this, but our subconscious mind holds on to them and it interferes with our reality. So what do I mean by that? For example, if someone in the past, not you, just hypothetically, was in a relationship and they were cheated on, and that's going to be trauma, it's going to be hurtful, and what will wind up happening was in the next relationships, they're going to be either manifesting or creating another similar relationship. This is a lesson in a sense too. But there needs to be a release of the past, and this is what Spirit's talking about. There was something about making you feel less than or not good enough, um, which has been portraying in your reality. And what I'm also picking up from spirit is, and feel free to interrupt me. I don't want you to think I'm just going to keep talking. But spirit's also showing me that it's also interfering with your financial wants and gains in the sense of business or work. And it's not so much what this is. Everyone's kind of shut down right now, but within the past couple of years, projects, things that you wanted to pursue you never really finished or continued with them? Did you put down your hobbies or things you love to do? Put them where? The hobbies? You mean what you want me to things, tell you about? Things I like, like we – well, so what Spirit's saying is that there's things that you stopped doing because you didn't, you didn't feel like you were deserving enough or you weren't happy doing them anymore. You just put them down. Um, but has that happened over the past couple of years? No, actually, see, I'm retired. I'm 65, so I just kind of take it easy. And, um, you know, I'd like to travel more. I just went to Florida, came back. I had a heck of a time getting back, though. It took me seven days. Um, But, Mm. um, yeah, I mean, I'd like to generate more money somehow. But, you know, it's all in little part-time jobs, like taking care of the elderly or working for my brother occasionally on the telephone sales, which isn't going to happen now because of the coronavirus. And, uh yeah, so I'm not doing any part-time things right now. So so what Spirit's talking to me about, and I want you to understand, it's not about uh, – it's good that you're retired. Retiring is good. But the sense of hobbies are things that you used to love doing that you didn't do anymore. Um, so, for example, if someone liked to paint and they stopped painting, or if someone liked to do crafts and they stopped doing that, um, going back to old things that really are good uh, pastimes. And – what they're also showing me is, and understand this time frame, and everyone's home too, but to be able to put yourself yeah. out more in this, 
sense of your vibration and happiness. And this is a topic we were talking about earlier. When we're not happy, we're actually vibrating either happiness or sadness. We're vibrating that emotion. So the law of attraction is what's going to happen is you're going to attract what you want. And this is the sense of creating your own reality. So when someone's feeling down or lonely or sad, they're actually going to attract more of that. And what Spirit's saying is there's some things in the past that you need to release that have been in your subconscious mind. We don't always are aware of it. So things that might have hurt you in the past to release it, because when you release it, you're going to create more space for this energy to come forward as this person comes forward. You're going to meet someone. I'm actually picking up, and you can write this down. Okay. I'm hearing three months, but what they're really putting on this three months is with the pursuit of happiness, because the more you pursue things that bring happiness to you, it's like leading a trail. You're going to pursue and connect to other people that are like-minded. You're going to meet this other person, but it has to start with you starting to pursue happiness. When we're not happy or we're home or right now it's a different time, but being as good a happy vibration as you can, they're showing me also, energy around the home okay so have you been wanting to like reorganize or change things around the home yeah i've got to go through my closets and get rid of clothes and shoes and yeah i've got to do that it's just so hard to start yeah i understand (laughs) take your time with it but they're saying that is a definitely a great thing because you're you're clearing energy out you're making space for new things it's also changing the environment is changing the energy, which is also bringing in new directions. So you want all this to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Being productive. It's always about being productive. Is what the, we're also showing me as, as my spirit guides are showing me is that when we don't move or do things productively, uh, progress, even if it's, even if it's work, sometimes it's, like, it's just work, whatever, but things that are occupying our time will actually help your energy shifts. When we're not moving, when we're sitting in a chair, or if we're not active, our energy gets cluttered, and it will cause more negativity in the sense of thinking patterns. So make sure you stay productive and optimistic and progressing in different things, and that's going to help you move into a different pattern, which will bring in this relationship and the timeline the correct way. Yeah, I think you're right as far as coming in in June. April, May, June. Yeah, I, I was thinking too in June. And I have started to become more productive. I'm watching what I eat now. And um, I I went to the beach for an hour walk, which I'm going to do every day. I'm going to get to the beach. And I'm going to walk for an hour and be more productive, read the books that I want to read. And yeah, you know, get organized. Spirit's also yeah. telling me that you're you're very empathic and spiritual yourself. I am. Yeah. And you have to understand, too, and I thank you for participating and doing what you do, but we also need to remember to love ourselves. And you are, okay, you're a very spiritual, beautiful soul. You're a great individual. And what happens is when we don't feel the love or we're not loving ourselves, we feel lonely. And this is normal. We're human. But to remember that you are a really great individual. And this person that you're going to meet is going to be an awesome individual as well that's going to compliment you. But when you're doing what you do or spiritual practices, to remember that we have to keep ourselves in balance too. And that's a difficult thing I have a hard time with as well because 
we have to remember who we are and what we're doing and what keeps us in line and checking. But you're very worthy and deserving of these great things coming your way. And remember to keep that balance so that the energy comes through to you. Yeah, I meditate every day. I meditate for about 45 minutes. And a couple months ago, I was meditating, and I've been asking, bring in a partner, male partner for me, more abundance. And all of a sudden, in one of the uh, meditations, I got a message. And I think it was from my higher self. And the message was, it's coming soon. But the thing that got me was that I felt this softness in my heart, a gentleness, and I filled up with love, and it was just so beautiful. I, was that a is that a message from the higher self or God even, huh? Um, I would well use consciously said higher self, and I I agree with the higher self. God is also a part of us. We're a part of Source, and that's my I'm not saying to believe in that. That's what I follow. Um, but you're praying to God or Source, so it is coming. And there's a lot of shifting happening at this time, too. A lot of people, and I think you're at a great space and time right now because there's other individuals that are having a really hard time with this. But you're meditating, you're praying. But focus on what you're getting yeah. and believe in what you're getting, too, because your intuition's on point, and it's really good. But when it comes to ourselves, it's also difficult. So don't, don't take that the wrong way. It's, it's a human nature thing. Um, but to remember, too, that we need people. So we do need help at times, and it's okay to ask for help. Um, but you're going to have a lot of changes within the next three months. And I think a great way to start uh-huh. doing that is, oh, you're going to pack? Do you want to move? Well, I mean, when I meet this man in my life, I would like to move with him, possibly, you know? And I see you packing. So go through your things, because what you're doing is you're showing the universe you're ready. You're clearing things out. Like if someone wanted to move or they're ready to go to a new home, and not everything is there yet, by clearing and packing, you're showing the universe that you're lining up with that reality. So line up with it. Do things that make you feel good. And you're doing really good. So that's that's really what spirit has for me for you. Oh, that's great. Yeah, thank you so much. I enjoyed hearing all that. And, uh, yeah, I think you were right on, definitely. Thank you very much. Cool. You're welcome. Thank you. What? So did you make it to California? What part of California are you in? I'm currently in Rialto. Where's that? It is a, it's near San Bernardino. Oh, and about okay. an hour from Laguna. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I'm happy like to be here. Laguna. Thank you. Oh, good. Well, enjoy. Okay. Thank you. Stay in touch. Thank you for calling. I will. Thank you. All right. So we got some time for... One more person here. If you're interested, again, call the uh, the phone number. It's area code 516-418-5869. We're going to go to area code 347 next. Let's see. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Oh, hi. Oh, um, Mike. Samantha? Hi, Samantha. How's Hello? it going? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. What uh, what, what area are you calling from? What state? I'm in Pennsylvania. I'm I lived in New York. Last five, three, four. You lived in seven. you lived in New York, but you're in Pennsylvania now. Mhm. Oh man. So what I usually do is uh, same same as before. Would you like me to just read your energy, or do you have a question? Um, I rather just read my energy. 
Okay, give me one. Give me a minute here. All right, so what Spirit's bringing up right now from your energy is that you had a lot of hope on something working out. Um, does that does that follow through with what you're going through right now? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, no, I don't know. <laughs> All right, so what they're talking about is a lot of hope for something working out. But what they're also explaining to me is that if you want change to happen, you also have to put in the work for the change to happen. Things don't just kind of knock on our door. Sometimes people do, but <laughs> if they knock on the door with opportunity, you have to want that change. They're also showing me that there's a, there's a little bit of nervousness and you coming out of your comfort zone when it comes to who you are and what you really love to do. Um, they're pointing in the direction of spiritual awakening and growth. And what I'm getting from you, have you been experiencing a lot of stuff like synchronicities and angel numbers? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah, a lot of that. Um, I see stuff like out and about, <clears throat> or like I just see a lot of signs, like you know, some things that I talk, like I would read about, and then it comes into fruition the next day. Yeah. That's like really scary. I was like, what is that? <laughs> no, no, I understand. This is actually what I call divine timing. Divine timing is everything happens for a reason. And what I want you to know here and now is that I've been through that. You're not alone. So the first thing I want you to understand is that you're not crazy. Um, the second thing I need you to understand is that this all comes from a trigger. And everyone is kind of, there's different scenarios that happen. For me, I lost someone to suicide and it triggered my happiness into depression. And I found more of who I am, but I also went through what you're going through. Um, synchronicities, numbers, pursuing happiness, kind of looking for it, finding myself. And there's a lot of people, too, right now, which I'm assuming going through these times where something's going to trigger them. So this is where it starts. And it's called the soul awakening or spiritual awakening or ascension process. And what's happening is you're coming into more of your, your metaphysical senses. And what happens is like a baby being born, everything is new to the baby. So right now it's also your outer spiritual layers being it's kind of sensitive. So have you been feeling the new... I want to call them shifts because we call them shifts, but have you been feeling new feelings that are different, but you know that they're intense? Yeah. I have been feeling like, you know, like different sensations or just like, I don't know. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm happy, but then I'm not, or I don't know. I just, I feel like. No, you're like absolutely the right. Crazy. The signs are crazy though. <laughs> Like, sometimes I, you know, do things, and then the next day, like, it comes up, or, like, I'm reading something, and I don't say nothing to no one, and mm-hmm. then it just, like, comes up, just, like, so crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, like, yeah, the other day, when I, I do readings, and I'm like, no, and then I, you know, stumble upon this, like, doing a reading with you. So I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, so what's know. happening is... Um, there are synchronicities, and I've had that before where you're thinking about something, and this is what happened to me where I was, <laughs> I went to work. I'm a chef by profession, and my, my recipe for this dish was, let's say, ABC, and I had it written down. I was there for a couple months. It's been the same way. My boss goes, what are you doing? And I said, this is the recipe. This is what you showed me. I have it written down, and he said, no. I told you A, B, and D, not A, B, and C, and I looked at him, and I said, you must be joking because I feel like I'm in a different timeline or another universe 
that I jumped into that this doesn't exist here. It's A, B, and D. So that day I went home, I went to bed, I was on YouTube, and I kept, I kept coming across things, and that was one of them. Timeline jumping is a real thing. Now, you're having these moments, and don't freak out because they're all guiding you. It's a, trusting the process. Mm-hmm. It's guiding you to learn new things about you. And does it go away? Does it change? Yeah, it gets easier. It doesn't, it's not so, like, um, crazy or wild. It's kind of like, okay, this is what we did. But you're going to have little moments but what spirit wants me to really give you a heads up on is that you're going to come into moments that are going to trigger your, your emotions. Now try yeah. to catch yourself in those moments because there's going to be a lot of times of happiness and what people are going to think about you. And these are all things we have to release. We've got to release our worries, doubts, and fears. And I want to share with you one of those times to kind of give you an example. Um, I wanted to quit my job in cooking. And I was too worried about what my family and friends were going to think because they kept telling me, well, how are you going to work? How are you going to make your money? Are you going to go back to school? And I just got so sick of it. I said, went to one day, I said, you know what? I can do things my way. I, you know, everyone has their own platform. I had a very good platform I was grateful for. So I quit and I felt great because I wasn't making choices based off of what people were going to do or think about me. And I want you to do the same when it comes to um, happiness, when you catch your mo- emotions coming out, they're, they're just there to help you release old patterns, anything that happened when you were younger, trauma, things that maybe you don't even remember will come up, but you have to focus on that and release it. So it's called shadow working. Actually, write that down if you can, shadow working. Okay. And shadow look that up. Jared also wants me to share with you is that you're going to know who to talk to and who not to talk to. There's some people that you're going to bring it up, and tell them that you're seeing things and they might think you're weird, but who cares? But make sure you talk to people, if you can, who understand, and you're going to come into contact with some of them. Some of them are already your friends. They're already there, but you don't know that they went through this before. And these are going to be people that had hard difficulties in their life before, and you're going to, you're going to see a lot of things start to click for you, people, scenarios, um, why things are lining up the way they are. And... Spirit's also sharing with me is that try to write things down uh, because what's happening too is your consciousness and your subconsciousness and spirit are all kind of talking at the same time. And what's going to happen is, for example, just hypothetically, someone like, let's say someone just says, well, I feel like I need a crystal. And I, I actually told them, this is a true story. I said, well, what crystal do you need? And they said, I think I need, I, I need Jade. And the truth is that's intuition coming through. Uh, it's like a shining light coming right through you that's giving you the answer. So follow your intuition. Don't doubt it when it comes to pursuing something new, spiritual practices, listening to – you're going to hear – they're telling me you're going to connect a lot to your spirit guides. And the best way I can really explain that is when you have – they sound like consciousness sometimes, but your own consciousness, but it's also mm-hmm. them providing answers for you. And this is going to be where you got to trust your intuition. And it's a part of the process, just listening to them, following your gut. And that's exactly what's happening right now. You're feeling it. You're, you're thinking about it. And then the next day it comes true or it comes to you. Yeah. And that's them showing you <laughs> that they're there. And they want you to listen. It's part of your process. It's like your own little storyline that you already picked before you were born to help you learn this. 
Um, what I also need you to know is what you think and what you focus on is your energy. So yeah. stay positive. Yep. True. Because when you start to focus on anything, and I'm just going to say negative for a hypothetical purpose, we can go online mm-hmm. and Google stuff, and we will draw it to us. So I need you to stay positive and create your own reality in the sense of thinking about what you want, how does it feel, and staying positive will draw you to that reality. And focus on good things, not, not anything that's going to worry or create fears and doubts. Um, you're going to also want to stay away from people at times because you're going to feel like you need alone time. And yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Just make sure that you're still grateful with people and family and friends and just have your own space. But that is a big deal because energy becomes really sensitive and we don't want to be around certain people. Um, yeah. Do you have any questions? No, no, not not right now. No, you've been you've been um, putting things a lot. It's a lot of things been aligning and resonating, which is bad in my life. I just I'm like wow, <laughs> it's pretty scary. Oh no, I'm grateful. Thank you for allowing me for spirit to talk. Uh, let me see if I have any else to say because I really have a passion also for helping. I because I've been there and I know what it's like. And I want you. To, okay, this is what they're telling me. Things happen for a reason, so much so that even like your your process right now, and this is what happened for me, where I felt so alone, even though I was a spiritual person, and I'm still spiritual now, but I didn't know where to go, who to talk to. I felt, even though I found people online and topics to discuss, I still didn't get enough connection with someone to really talk to. And for me, what this wound up doing in return, I have a really, like, I got a soft spot for helping people that are going through their soul awakening because I don't want you to worry. So that's what Spirit's saying to me to tell you is that everything happens for a reason. And you might not know everything now, but trust the process. But later on, look at the patterns that brought you in different directions, even before this. And everything has a reason. So follow your happiness. If you want change in your life, make sure you you can create the change, but what is it that you want? And what Spirit wants me to leave you with is start writing things down that are exciting to you, that you want to pursue, whether it be Reiki or crystals or learning something different. It doesn't have to be spiritually based, but what makes you happy and excited? And the last thing they want me to leave you with is raising your vibration. And I'm more than welcome to talk to you about it later on too, or if you were looking for a session, I do one-on-one sessions on my Facebook page. But raising your vibration, so write that down because what that really entails is you pursuing your happiness, whether it be dancing to music. I like to clean my car out and play jam out to music. Anything that makes you happy that will raise your vibration because that will be um, where all the good things happen, high vibrational realities coming into play and not getting stuck into low vibration. So with that being said, that's all I got for spirit right now, but you're more than welcome to message me. And anyone listening, too, on Facebook, I do Facebook live readings uh, at a Millennial's okay. Third Eye on Facebook. Okay, that's, that's pretty right. cool. Thank you, Jasso. So, um, you know, for the call, you're very, a beautiful person. Oh, thank you. You are, too. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good night. Yeah. Thank you for listening. You, too. Thank you.
All right, everyone. Well, I want to thank you for listening to this episode. We got a couple coming up. The next one is going to be with my friend Candace. We're going to be discussing uh, David Wilcock, I believe his name is. is uh, he's talking about a lot of things about the pandemic and a lot of things that we're kind of around and about to give us more insight on what's happening at this time and the ascension process and the three waves of people guiding and assisting us. There's a lot of topics on that. So I want to save it for that with me and Candace. That's going to be tomorrow, I believe, at uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we've got another one coming up with me and my friend Karista. We're going to be doing Archangels. So check it out. Follow me on Facebook. I do a lot of stuff on Facebook Live, too. And follow me on here on Blog Talk Radio. This is the Millennial Third Eye. I want to thank you for listening. Have a good night. If I could write you a song to make you fall in love, I would already have you up under my arm. I used up all of my tricks. I hope that you like this, but you probably won't. You think you're cooler than me. You got designer shades just to hide your face, and you wear them around like you're cooler than me. And you never say, hey, or remember my name, and it's probably because you think you're cooler than me.